you know what time it is? It's probably Friday morning. You're on your way to your miserable old job or your good job if you like it. Uh, you might be on, on your way to uni, on, the, on your way to the gym if you've got your Friday off. Could you even be on the way for a date? Could you be on your way for a date? Early morning coffee day. Is that cool? Maybe, maybe, Jacko. I don't know about you. What do you, what do, you do on Friday morning, Jacko? Friday morning, I'm actually uh, headed up for a round of golf tomorrow. Not normally, but um, that's that's what I'll be doing. I'll be playing at the Crown at the Hunter Valley. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's what I'll be up to. Jeez, that's tough going, isn't it? Just it's a tough slog. Yeah, tough, tough, tough slog, tough life. Where do you? How have you manufactured that? <laughs> I don't know, mate. It's just just one of those things where you, you work for five, six months. You just put your head down, and then you go, "Fuck! I haven't actually taken a day off in six months. What am I actually doing? Am I?" Am I working to, to, to put the money away or, or actually, you know, enjoy it? Well, unfortunately, I've taken day off as well, but mine for much worse reason than the old golf trip that you get. I've actually got this bloody super flu going on at the moment. So I do sound a bit husky, a bit like a double O double nine number. You know why? Hey, hit me up. If you think it's sexy, if you like the sound of it, let me know. Shoot us a DM. You know where to find us a second again on Instagram. Um, now, weird meeting this weekend, and we're just going to cover Eagle, Eagle, cover Eagle Farm and something very exciting that we always get to at the end of the program. But we get half the races from last weekend's abandoned meeting, and they've just chucked the best five onto this meeting. And then the best five races that were supposed to be this weekend stay. So all of a sudden, we've got this stellar meeting, Jacko. Absolutely. It's really exciting, actually. They've pumped it up to 11 races over the car, which is, which is great. You, you still get the stars here. You get Zaki, you get all the other horses that have come for the big races. So really excited about this. And the best part about this is there's not much else going around elsewhere. Obviously, Adelaide Carnival was still going last week. That's since died down now. So you can really hone in on this one meeting. And best of all, we know we're going to get a, a half-decent track on the weekend. Absolutely. It's a good point you make too. Um, the track looks like it's probably going to be a soft five. Fingers crossed, potentially even a good four. Yeah, dare we say it? Dare we say the G word? But look, Eagle Farm, the way that the jockeys come off and, and talk about it, um, even those couple of weeks ago when Dubin had to get moved over to Eagle Farm, they were still copping heavy rain and that track just held up. So incredible what those guys do out there. So really excited for this weekend. Absolutely. It's pretty rare you kick off a meeting with a $250,000 race with a couple of gun fillies, uh, three-year-old fillies over 2100 we did cover this race on the previous pod, podcast, but we'll go through it again because some things have changed and I know some things that you've made note of. So $3.50 top of the market still is Barb Raider with Smirk on the next line at $7.50. Bell Savoir's $8.50, Biscayne Bay 9s, and then the rest are double figures. Talk to me. So the last podcast we had, you spoke about this relationship that Craig Williams and Barb Raider have. Kieran McAvoy, McAvoy was initially riding now Craig's on. What's that do punting-wise for you? Oh, it's fucking with my head, Ned, honestly, because we, we talked about it the other week. Um, I, did, I did back another horse. I did tip another horse. So interesting that Willow's up here now. We've, talked, we've spoken about it. We've tipped the horse that he's just got a beautiful partnership with it. He just seems to get her to settle so well in her races and just puts her in the ultimate spot. She travels really well, puts herself up on the speed and always seems to do everything well. So just seeing Willow's name next to the horse this week, it's just swayed me a little bit. It's sort of held its quote. Um, I don't think the field has changed much between the, between the two weeks, but um, just sort of held the quote nicely. We obviously had a, a bit of a concern around, is she going to get that trip? Interestingly as well, Doombin was going to be a 2,000 metre race. Eagle Farm, they don't have a 2,000 metre shoot. So now it's 2,100. So 
potentially that's more of a query now as well. Is she going to be able to run out that trip? I'm going to keep her on side. Um, I'm not going to, going to turn away from her. If it was a different jockey on, I probably would be. I've got to keep her on side. I just know that Willow's going to give her every chance. And the horse that the, the lightly race Waller horse as well, Smirk, which we obviously covered in, in last week's preview, I think he's a, he's a really good chance here. And he's at better odds this week as well. So all the better. Awesome. I'm with Belle Savoir and Biscayne Bay. Um, originally tipped Biscayne Bay at about 15 bucks. It's been pretty well backed into nine. So it will be interesting to see what happens game day there. But I do have to agree that that booking of Craig on Bar Braid is always a good sign. 2,100, big query for me though. Um, race two. So we get the uh, Premier's Cup. So this is a, a race that wasn't scheduled for last weekend. It's over 2,400. We've got Steel Prince, 350, top of the market for Nash. Uh, Flash, R, Flash R is 550. Soprano Supreme's 950 as well. We start them at 10s. Splendiferous is $10. Then further then down to Spirit Ridge, the Fearless one, and Cedar Power. They're all about that $15 mark. He does look bloody hard to beat, Jack. He looks extremely hard to beat, Steel Prince here. He's found Nash, as you said. He's just the ultimate in terms of getting the best out of those horses. He's the horse that you've got the most confidence in that will stay the trip. That's probably the, the, the best asset that he's got. He puts himself midfield. He'll present and he will give you a sight. And, I, and as I say, Nash is just the best at getting the, the most out of these horses. So I think he's going to give him every chance and prove hard to beat. The only horse that I can sort of have another look at as well was Splendiferous. I think potentially the bubble just burst a little bit. Obviously strung together a couple of really nice wins down there in Melbourne. Um, just put in a little bit of a lacklustre performance last start. Um, that was over a little bit more of a trip. The horse is back in trip now and, you know, these Waterhouse camps, you just, you can't ride them off. So that $9 there is, is attractive to me, but my main bet will be Steel Prince here. And the horse seems to have found, Steel Prince has, has seemed to have found that nice racing pattern now too. It seemed, tends to be in the first two or three, it finds some dry ground and you've got to love when a horse comes up from Melbourne, has been racing on non, non-wet ground so the, the legs will be fresh comes up here, I think it's going to be really, really hard to beat Steel Prince. And Nashville Will is just such a big tick. He's a, he's a star. Race three, it's the Lord Mayor's Cup. Um, it's over 1,800. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Big Boy Roy is favourite. Yep, you heard it. Can we ring, ring a bell or something? Big Boy Roy is favourite in a race. Uh, it makes you sick. 360. And then Hungry Heart, four bucks. Zaydani, sevens. Colding, tens with Crideris and Jukon. Further down, there's about four or five other runners around that mark as well. But Hungry Heart is such an interesting runner in this race because I think she's been literally nominated for, say, 12 races across the last three or four months. Hasn't been able to get a start. It's only had two runs for the prep. Where, like, where do you line her up? Yeah, it's, it's impossible to line her up um, in terms of what they've been doing this campaign. Obviously, Big Boy Roy, some of these horses have been up for a little while. I think the market's got it wrong here, Ned. I really do. Like, I know there's not much between them, Big Boy Roy and Hungry Heart, but in class, and there's not that much uh, discrepancy between the weights as well, I don't think the Hungry Heart's been mistreated at all from the weight scale. So I think she's in nicely. And you touched on it. She's had a really interrupted prep. She was like nominated for probably six weeks in a row and just they just wouldn't enter her. They would not. The, the rain stayed, it persisted, and they couldn't get her into a race. So that's fair enough. They know what the horse is about. Back onto a drier track here. I'm not going to say good four yet. Let's operate off a soft five. That's fine for her. Soft six or better, that's fine. You know, I just think she's got the class um, over all of these runners here. She's been running in, in high high class uh, fields. Big Boy Roy is really consistent, but he's been running in much weaker company and I can't be with him, especially at that price. So I think Hungry Heart, if we stay at a soft five, 
she's best of the day. If we get to a good four, she could be best of the carnival. Bang, bang. I find it hard to disagree, but I just I worry about this interrupted prep. When you got a horse that sort of well, first run was 16th, 16th of the 4th, when they first entered her was a few weeks prior to that, and she was sort of getting prepped for, for an Epsom slash Doncaster campaign. Like, I just, I worry about her at four bucks. Agree, she's the class. I'm going to go Zaydani. It's a horse I know loves dry ground as well, so a drying track's going to suit. Um, I thought its run behind Zaki was okay, although that's probably a class above. Getting beat by seven lengths to Zaki never reads real well on paper, but I thought Zaydani was one that I can I can have a little bit of confidence that it's fit enough going into the race. Big Boy Roy being favourite, you're just looking everywhere, buddy. It's so hungry heart, hard to beat for sure, but Zaydani may be a little play at seven or eight bucks. Race four. Dun, 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 dun. Big moment, mate. You own one in this race. We've, we've given it a little bit of airtime. Sasire's produce, produce over 1,400. Resonators, 460. Jackson Laurie, Swiss Exile is 650 on the next line. Political Debate, 650 as well with Twin Stars, 11 bucks. I don't even think I need to read the rest of the market out because I know exactly which direction you're heading and I think it's pretty fair. Yeah, I mean, I'll never back against him, but in fairness, most of these runners and most of the chances come out of that spirit of boom, which was two weeks ago. So, look, the, the first also I'll touch on from a market perspective is this uh, political debate, which seems to have a lot of spruik around it. I've got the opinion that that horse needs a mile. I don't think 1,400 is going to suit. He's also drawn the pole here as well, and he doesn't have any gate speed. So, interesting that the, the market's already come for him, but... Look, I'm going to back Swiss Exile. Um, you know, he's, he's still at those each-way odds. He should be around seven, eight bucks, depending on what you can find at the moment. He's going to roll forward again, depending on if the emergencies come out. He might come into sort of uh, eight or seven. Uh, he's drawn 11 at the moment, but emergencies might come out. And just on the topic of emergencies, obviously, I touched on political debate. He's actually fourth emergency at the moment. This is probably a little bit controversial, and it's a side of racing that um, I think a lot of people don't like to talk about, but... J-Mac, Chris Waller, Coolmore, right? You don't see J-Mac booked on a fourth emergency many times. I dare say we'll wake up Saturday morning and see exactly four scratchings. So I dare say that. And I'll let the punters read in between the lines. I wonder how many check slips are going to be getting handed out to three or four different horses in the, uh, that are in the field at the moment. So we'll leave that there. But Swiss Exile, agree, mate. It's, it's really exciting for you. Um, I don't know. What's the race worth? The race is worth a million bucks so yep. gee I'm, I'm pumped for you hopefully i'm giving you a facetime after the race yep. um, and we're, we're jumping up and down so swiss exile get on board give him strength away. give him strength got the doom and cup next so race five doom and cup over 2100 look zaki he's a dollar 40 again polly gray still appears well you know what polly gray is not a chance if it's a dry dry track at all dollar like 40 is better than bank interest for zaki. yeah yeah, absolutely. And he's going to roll forward again here. Polly Gray still second pick somehow. If they want to be serious about winning a Cox Plate with Zaki, he's got to be putting this field away. So, yeah, look, I'll, will I be backing him or having 500 at $1.50? No. Will I throw him in a multi, toss him in a multi with uh, him and potentially the best Western later in the day? Potentially. Um, but, yeah, look, he, he's got to be winning this race if he's serious about a Cox Plate. Geez, I don't know if it's just this flu... Or if it's the fact you just mentioned the best Western, but I've got goosebumps. So it's exciting. I'm looking forward to that later in the day. Race six is the Mullins Lawyers Fred Best Classic. It's over 1,400 metres. Um, this is a new race. Well, not a new race in terms of 
racing in itself, but new race for the weekend. So we got Prince of Boom is 340. Your thing, this horse you continue to back and tip. And you know what? I'm actually going to say something. If you're tipping this thing again today, I'm actually going to be flat with you. Don't speak yet. Kiss some is $10 with Ranch Hand, 10 bucks. Alpine Edge is 11s with Flying Crazy. Um, Mince Moment, a couple other horses down the bottom there. Lock Eagle's actually in this race as well at $31. So the race bat's reasonably deep. Please, for the love of God, tell me you are not tipping this thing. Ned, I have to do it, mate. I have to do it. She needs, she needs one more chance. She what? really does. No, she, she doesn't. She's, she's third up. She's had a couple of nice little trials. Third up today. She's going to be fit, back on a drying track. She's had excuses. I'm not going to say she was given you know, every chance. and, and should, Yeah, definitely should have finished closer. I'll hold my hand up. Last start, she should have finished closer. Didn't have any luck in the straight, though. I know she's got that negative racy panning, but look... Star Tons, I think she's a chance again today. I'm not going to jump off her. She's got one more chance in my books. I'm not going to say she's in that sort of recycling area that we make uh, reference to every week, but look, she's going to get back. Hopefully, they're making up ground at Eagle Farm. There is speed in this race. I think that's going to suit her down to the ground. Uh, hopefully, they can, they can steer her out wide because she's got the class. She's a smart filly. I'm giving her one more try. Come on, Star Tons, do something for me. Well, you need to do something for you, mate, or you might have to find another podcast to start featuring on. Because this, this horse is just well and truly in the bin for me. It's pretty much a no-bet race. I was interested to see how Kiss Summit go. Um, she, she, he's around that $10 mark. It's had a trial between its run in the country championships or the provincial championships where it, it probably pretty stiff not to win that race. I thought it rattled home really well. And they've got thoughts of a Stradbroke with this horse, that sort of path. So... You'd think it'd have to be running pretty well in this race, but generally a no bet for me. If anything, I might lay star tons. Why don't we go that direction? Change it up and go a different <laughs> way of betting. Jump on bet fair. I'll probably have egg on my face and a win by spell four or so. Let's see how we go. Um, race seven's the tab BRC sprint. Um, it's over 1,300. So we've got Taxu at the top of the markets, 420. Soxagon six with Buffalo River at sevens. Double figures for Tycoonist, Oscar Zulu, then Emerald King, Kingdom's 14s with Holyfield and Blondo. Alligator Blood's actually in the race with Dawn Passage as well. So a few, few of those horses that are coming from the same sort of time that have done absolutely nothing since their three-year-old campaigns. But a drying track really changes this race, don't you think? Yeah, I think a couple of key runners are disadvantaged by that drying track. And those obviously being Buffalo River and Taxu. They're both horses that roll forward as well. So potentially they could fight each other and bite each other's necks off for that lead. So um, interesting to see that the tactics play out. But I've got Buffalo lead, uh, probably still leading and Taxu probably just on his inside or potentially uh, on, the, on the box seat on the fence. But look, there's, there's enough class in here. And I think the addition of Tycoonist as well probably just blows this field wide open. And it's pretty well reflected in the prices as well. But the only horse I could really make a, a sort of case for at those each way odds is Emerald Kindon. I didn't mind its run in weaker class at Rocky last start. It stays at 1,300. It's another horse that can get itself up uh, sort of near the speed. Hopefully they get that box seat and don't get caught wide. I think the horse can run well. It's nice and fit. Um, but outside of that, it's probably a non-betting race uh, in, in all honesty, this race. For sure. I, I didn't mind Tycoonist. I, I thought $10 wasn't a bad price for the horse. J-Mac, Waller effect. And you get, yeah, $10 for it. Doesn't mind dry ground. So it's last start. Um, at Scone, it found soft ground. Went okay that day, um, but I think it's a it's a good opportunity here to maybe 
with a few horses in the market, a little bit suspect with the with the jar in the track. I thought I might just have a little play on Tycoonus, but pretty much a no bet race there. Race eight, um, it's the Derby, so over twenty four hundred meters. Um, sometimes you get horses that are have done that Sydney campaign come up and, and and participate in this Derby, but unfortunately this year there's a lot of horses I really haven't heard of or watched their campaigns at all, but. Dark Destroyers 440 with Paternal. So they come out of that same form race. Paternal, six bucks. Uh, Pinarello, Pinarello's $8 with Caboche at nines. Ting Tong, 13s. Minazi at 15s with Southern Rock and Global Osbred. Sea Tre- Treasures, Billiton and Tutakaka. Did you have an opinion? Like, oh, it's a bloody crook race to look at. Yeah, look, I didn't have a firm opinion, but I will be back in one. And it's a horse that I think is still on the up and is looking for this longer trip. So that being Paternal... You touched on the, the two key runners, uh, especially the top two in the market, come out of that same race. Um, so Dark Destroyer just looks like a horse that just seems to to roll up near the speed or sit midfield and has a really nice sprint. But he was definitely coming back to him at the end of that 2100 last start or 2143, as we as we've had a laugh about before. But <laughs> anyway, m- moving on quickly before we go down that rabbit hole. But anyway, Dark Destroyer had a nice uh, sprint, but then was uh, coming back to him towards the last sort of 150 metres. And Paternal was taking a lot of ground off on the inside there. So that just screamed that the horse is looking for 2400 here. Gets a nice uh, rising trip here. It's drawn inside, which is probably the only negative. But if anyone can get him out from there, it's it's the King Hugh Bowman. Um, so look, I, I think the horse is a fantastic chance at six dollars. Um, massive field. That's probably the other query as well, is that you know tactics can play a big role here, and, and you've got to have a lot of luck. Fair enough. It's a big price. It's twenty one dollars. But I'm just going to make a little mention to Tutu Kaka. Um, Jimmy Orman is riding this horse from New Zealand. So it ran originally in a derby campaign down in Melbourne. Um, ran okay that day. That was over 2,500. Ran six behind a Totsu, about eight or nine lengths. Um, look, it's $21. Was it any good last start? Probably not. That was really heavy ground. This horse definitely goes better when when the jar is in the track and it's a drier ground. So as we speak about, if it's that soft five, good four, I shouldn't say the G word, but if it's if it is around that range... I think it's over the odds. I really do because it's got some class, this horse. So maybe something small at 21s. But again, for me, I'm finding it hard to get excited about this race. Like I really, really, I really am. But I don't know. It's all right. Tab uh, Race nines, the Tab Kingsford Smith. This is exciting. All right. This is a really good race. They've put together a nice field. When you have a look at horses like September Run, Away Game and Brooklyn Hustle, they're $17 in this field. So you've got to think, okay, there must be something in this race. And let me tell you, there is. So over 1300 on Trivier's 460, Paul Ailey's 480 as well. Ellsberg then to 13s with 1111 and Apache Chase. Isotopes there as well. Private I-17s with Rothfire. A couple of horses we mentioned before were September Run, Away Game, Brooklyn Hustle. I'll tell you an interesting fact. You might not know this. Brooklyn Hustle has ran, and I can't remember if it's 11 or 13 Group 1 races. How many times do you reckon she's run a place? Zilch. Yep, absolute yep. zero. No better than fourth. So, geez, if you're a Brooklyn Hustle backer, and there are plenty out oh, there. They're, they're, braver, they're braver than me. They're braver than me. Maybe they know something we don't, but the figures speak for themselves. Like eventually you've got to get the punters on side, but this is a horse that just seemed, you know, they can't do any wrong. It's just, it's like you just have to forgive the horse every start, but I've, I've thrown her out long ago. She'll have to win without me this weekend. And 
you know, you touched on the, on the depth of this field. It's really, really full of quality. So really excited about what they've put together here. Um, the speed map looks to be, um, you know, pretty even speed. Apache Chase rolls forward. Ellsberg has speed as well. And Rothfire's a pretty speedy um, horse that's uh, on the up still as well. So those three will probably control the speed and make it nice and even. Um, look, I didn't mind at each way odds, private eye. Um, I know, I know he's, he's, um, hasn't had the best and most productive of campaigns, but pulled up lame last start. Complete excuse there. And I just can't ignore its run first up behind Forbidden Love there. Um, also, Lighthouse is in front of it that day as well. We know what those two horses did that campaign. So I don't mind Private Eye at those $17 for the each way odds. The other one I'm going to back as well. And there's two key runners that come out of the same race, that Marzu race. They're Paul Ailey and Entrevier. Entrevier was that big flashing light in behind them. But I actually liked the run of Paul Ailey more. Was doing more work a lot closer to the speed. Had that ding-dong battle with Marzu up the straight. And Entrevier just sort of flashed home and you know made, made its presence felt late. I thought it was entitled to do that. It was more of a swoopers race. You saw the leaders dropped out there. I, I'm really happy with Paul Ailey here. I think that the price is fine. If you can get $5, $5.50 thereabouts, the horse is definitely looking for a dry track, whereas on Trevier is probably more advantage on a wet track here. So let's work off a soft five. I think that's fine for Paul Ailey. He'll be my main bet, and the save is going to be uh, the top weight, private eye. I like Paul Ailey as well. Um, I think 480 is a fair price. Marzu's off to an Everest and at the moment. He's a fourth, fifth line of betting. So it's got to be the right form. Paul Ailey gave him a really, really good battle as well at the straight. I'm going to have a play there. Another one I'm going to have a play on is Ellsberg. It's not a horse that I've kept on side very often. There's been a few times where I've backed him when he's been short odds. But this horse is going well. Based on its last run, you'd have to think that it'd be right in this race. Like, Wait for age group one. That was the all age that day. Um, Gerald Ryan's come out and said that it's running. It, it's probably going better than it was then. I think that's positive signs for a race like this. You get 13 bucks to find out. It's got that really good racing pattern as well. So I'm going to play those two. So Paul Ailey and Ellsberg. On Trivia, like class horse, but gate 17, you've got to be worried about where it's going to get to. Absolutely. Going to, going to be a massive effort to come over the top of these late from there. But the horse has got quality. It's just about whether it gets the right run and, and race shape. Race 10, the final race of the day, a massive day at Eagle Farm. So it's over 1,200 metres. Um, we see Naj Marty, so it's favourite 460. Tommy Berry is at the top there with Written Beauty at fives. Tahitian Dancer sixes with April Rain 850. Wine Divas tens with Babylon Berlin at 11s and Volpine. Um, the bottom of this race, it probably falls away a little bit, but the top five or six of the market are pretty quality. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'll start with uh, Written Beauty. So I made a little bit of a push for that horse last week or two weeks ago now. Um, it was a really nice run. A uh, bit of a, you know, more of a wet track that day. So the horse looks to have returned to its three-year-old form where we know it had a, a lot of potential and class back then. But I'm not sure if I want to dive in at the $5 now. You, you're forced to take half the quote this week. So um, I, I'm probably looking elsewhere. And Ned, you're going to be disappointed with me again. Are you uh, sure? Yeah. Are you sure you want to I, say this? Are you I'm, sure? Yeah, I'm 99% sure. Like, the words are going to come out of my mouth. I'm going with April Rain, mate. I'm going with April Rain. You like pain. Are you a sucker for pain? Is that what you like? I don't know. It's just like, I can't describe the feeling, that the, the, the taste that it gives me to say this horse's name and, and hear it come out of my mouth. And... I probably won't watch this podcast again because the horse's name has come out of my mouth now. So I've got to forget <laughs> about this. But look, April Rain, I didn't mind its run last start. It is a rising class now, but a big advantage for it. Gets back onto a drying track. Hasn't been able to get onto these drying tracks. It's been heavy all campaign. 
She's third up this week. She's had a trial between both of her runs. I think she's nice and fit. Back onto this drying track. J-Mac sticks, more importantly. J-Mac obviously rode Babylon Berlin, who was a little bit disappointing last start. He had the option to ride that horse, but has jumped off now to, to ride April Rain. Whether that's due to the Chris Waller partnership, I guess we'll find out. But I think she's an excellent chance here. I, I know the punters have been with her a lot of the time, um, but I just feel like she's going to go under the radar this week. If you can find her around, you know, those low double figure odds or $9 thereabouts, I think she's an excellent each way chance in the last. No comment. Um, good luck. Uh, Yuan Diva, 10 bucks. Thought it was in probably the worst part of the track on a heavy track that day. Um, that's last start. And she was pretty well found in the market too. They thought she was a big chance. Back to a drawing track now. Craigie Williams on draws eight. So it's going to get a bit of a nicer run. I don't think gate one suits this horse. So eight looks to, appears to be better. The only thing I don't like about it, and I don't want to read into this stuff too much, is Tommy Berry rode it that day and now opts to ride Naj Marty. You get Craig Williams, so there's no plus minus there, but is there something to look into with the with with Tommy Berry's choice? I don't know. Ten bucks, happy to have a little bit of a play on Juan Diva. The horse is going really, really well. Its last campaign, it's run second, first, fourth, fourth, and then this campaign it's first, fourth. So it's a consistent type and I'm going to be with it. Wow, big day. Eagle Farm, it's exciting. There's not many good days up in Queensland, so when you get one, you've got to enjoy them. You've obviously got a massive thrill coming up with your horse, Swiss Exile. I'm going to ask you, and you can leave it where you want. I know you didn't want me to ask you this question. Here we go. Here we go. You explicitly asked me not to ask you, and you know what that means, Jackson. It means I have to ask you. I mean, are, yeah. Are you travelling up to Queensland to watch this horse run? Guys, I know I said I was going up last week. I know I said it. I, you might call me a cat, call me what you want, but I won't be taken for a ride, mate, put it this way. So I'm going to leave it there. Um, we, we were offered something. It, it didn't, didn't follow through. I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but, um, yeah, look, a little bit disappointed. I'll be, uh, I'll be tuning in from the pub somewhere. If they start coming for him again, like they always do in the market, I might be fainting um, with mid, mid schooner. But um, look, give him strength, guys. Whether I'm up there, whether I'm down here, I'm with him. So, you know, let's give him strength, boys. Perfect, mate. Good to hear. <laughs> nice to hear the positive, the positive voice coming out in you. Here we go. All Here right. We go. Eagle Farm finishes. Guess what? Guess what? That's not it. We don't just wrap up at the end of a meeting. No way. Why would we finish a 10 race card and be like, oh, that's it. That's all we've got for you, punters. It's never what we've just got for you, punters. We've got the most important part of the entire podcast. This bloke has been on an absolute tear over in the West. And I'm talking about Jackson himself. He backed a winner again for us on the weekend with the best Western. Rev it up. One easy. Hands and heels. Jackson, have you got something else for us? We've got something else, boys. And this is for three on the trot. And this is for four out of the last five weeks. So just, uh, you know, maybe just to, just to, just roll into them every week. Just keep it live. Keep whatever you win, just roll it into the next week. So Best Western is up, boys. We're going race one again. We're at Belmont again this week. And I feel safe, Ned. I feel safe about this one. You know why? Chris Parnham. Oh, Parnham. He's back. He's back. The last couple of weeks, I've been, you know, looking elsewhere and trying to find a, a different horse. But he's on the horse that I really like this week. It's in the first again. This is the top weight, guys. Top of the pops. Looking to go four on the trot. He's had three starts for three wins. He's a horse that's on the up. He's not going to go forward, though. He'll be one that sort of settles back and flashes home. 
He did so last start. He was at 1,400, comes back to 1,200 here. So distance going to be no issue. He's got the fitness on his side. He'll go back to last or thereabouts. Parnham will just get him off the fence, get him around them, and he should be too good for them. So top of the pops, guys, he's at $1.85 at the moment. Let's boost him out to $2. Flop out your boosts on a Thursday night or a Friday night. Let's go, boys, first. There you go. Flop out your boost for the best Western. May as well. Get it out there. Get it done early. Because what we have tend to find is once Jacko declares these best Westerns, they just get crunched in the market, mate. So the moment you hear this, ensure you get on. Use your booster. As Jacko said, flop your booster on it. Best bet? Got one for me? or Hungry heart for me. Hungry heart. I'm confident that this track is going to stay and hold at that soft five, soft six range. I think that's fine for her. She finally gets that track. $4, I think, is an excellent bet. I'm going to go Zaki to win into a horse named Swiss Exile to plate. I'm going to do that as my little multi, just to give you a little bit of strength, mate. Um, mate, it's been a pleasure. Been an absolute pleasure, mate. We're third up today as well, so we're primed. Absolutely, brother. Good luck if you're having a punt. Follow us in. We've got some massive news coming next week as well that we'll announce on our socials. Um, pretty exciting stuff for for me and Jackson and, and just what we're trying to sort of build together at the moment. So we'll keep you updated, but mate, always a pleasure. Pleasure guys. Thanks.